0: Thank you for joining us here on the Coach Bo Knows Podcast. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, review us. Check us out on Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can get your podcast. you'll find us. Uh, Five stars are always appreciated. Hey, today is episode two. I hope you enjoyed uh, episode 1.5 on Friday. If you haven't listened yet, go back into the archives, listen, enjoy. We had a little bit of fun. Um, Today we're going to have a great interview. I've got the... Kansas Jayhawk Community College Conference Commissioner Carl Heinrich on shortly. We had a wide-ranging interview about a lot of things. Carl's career, where he started out as a coach and then became in commis- becoming commissioner. We're going to have a great interview. I hope you really enjoy. it. I hope you get something from it. Before we get into the interview, I've got a few thoughts about Labor Day weekend happenings, mostly in college football. Lots of sloppiness in college football. I thought Clemson was awful this weekend. I thought they played just horribly. They looked flat, and uh, they deserved what they got in losing that game to Georgia. Uh, North Carolina, LSU, they failed to rise to the occasion. Both got upset this weekend. Notre Dame held off a ferocious comeback from Florida State Monday night. But I want to give a special shout-out to Tulane. Uh, As most of you know, I'm from Louisiana originally. I'm a big Tulane guy, but uh, Coach Willie Fritz, his staff, They had to move out of New Orleans last week, obviously, with the hurricane. And they had to move a home game with Oklahoma to Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma was really good to the Tulane people. And uh, that's awesome that OU did that. Uh, They actually gave the ticket revenue to Tulane like it was a home game. So shout out to Oklahoma on that. But Coach Fritz and his staff, they got into that game. They took a quick 14-7 lead in the first quarter. And then they gave up 30 consecutive points to OU. At one point they were down, they were down uh down big. And then the second half, the green wave, totally outplayed the second ranked Sooners. Uh they came close to pulling off an incredible comeback, losing the game 40 to 35. If you watched that game, I hope you saw what I saw. And that was the grit and determination of of a whole bunch of young men who've been displaced by a hurricane and what all they went through to give the play in that game, uh, my hat is off to Coach Fritz and his entire staff. A team didn't give up. They took on the adversity. They showed their grit. And uh, they, have, they may not have won the game, but to me, Coach Fritz, your staff, the entire program, you're all winners in my eyes today. Uh, you won the weekend as far as I'm concerned. Hey, that's Coach Bo's rant for Monday. Now let's get to the interview with Coach Carl Heinrich. Hey, welcome back to the Coach Bo Show, and uh, I am proud and so happy to be joined today by Mr. Carl Heinrich. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Carl is the commissioner of the KJCCC Conference, so the Kansas Jayhawk Community College College Conference. Oh, I never get that right. (laughs) So uh, I've known Carl for a number of years now, and I just I wanted to bring you in today, Carl, because a lot of what we're trying to do on the podcast is just talk about you know what we do as coaches, as teachers, as people who are a part of people's lives, and and the influences that we have on people, whether we know it sometimes or not. And uh, I know that you're someone that I, I've known for a long time. I respect. I have a great deal of respect for you. And someone that, I'm going to read off a couple things. I did this beforehand and kind of embarrassed Carl a little bit. Uh, So this is your fourth year as the commissioner. Starting my fourth year. Starting year four with the KJCCC. You were assistant commissioner for a year. Before that, how long were you at Johnson County as the AD? Uh, 17 years. 17 years as AD, Johnson County Community College. In that time, we'll hear this out. Nine national championships. 75 regional champions. 80 conference titles, and this one I know is probably most important, 270 NJCAA Academic Student Athlete Awards. That means student athletes with high GPAs, with high academic standards. And I know how that important that was with you at Johnson County and how that continues now. So, I mean, talk about just a, a resume. That's a hell of a resume.
1: <laughs> I, you know, Brian, I think you surround yourself with good people and your job's that much easier. So yeah. there there's some very good people that I've been associated with over my career.
0: Let's talk about that for a second. When you find, when you think you're finding good people, I think that's something that in business we all try to do. It's since we all try to do in ourselves. You know, I recently heard um, a great uh, speaker who was talking about if you want to improve your situation, improve the people who are around you, people who you associate with. What do you look for when you're looking for you know, whether it be a coach, an administrator, or someone that you want to bring into your circle, what is it you look for in those people?
1: Well, I think I think number one is you know, do they have good people skills? Are they going to get along with others? Uh, loyalty is 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 very important, and loyalty is not described as they have to like you, um, but you have to be loyal to the same goals that both of you set and if they're loyal to those things um, that's an important factor. Okay. Um, And, you know, I I think you want to live what you want to be. You know, if you want to be a good person, uh, you do that in everyday life. And I've always, Told my boys growing up, it said it doesn't matter what you do in life; you just be the best at what you're doing at the time you're doing it, and yeah. people want you.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's something that we always say we want to be the best, especially I think with young people. You know, I've got a child, a son. You know, Peyton, he's a lot younger than your kids are, even or older than my my kid. But um, I think that generation, that younger generation, they say, "Well, I want to be the best at something," but they don't necessarily have built the skills yet. So really it's about, really I think the three things you kind of touched on, that loyalty, um, you know, the people skill, being being coachable. Mm-hmm. Would that be a good way you'd put it as well? A- absolutely.
1: And not, not looking for the easy way out, I was fortunate to grow up in Lawrence, Kansas, and um, Dick Edmondson was my junior high football coach, and okay. Dick was tough. He yeah, was, he was real tough, and uh, you know that discipline that that he put in. You know, in Lawrence, the junior highs at, at that time was just Central and West Junior High, and then South Junior High came along. And uh, Coach Wed was uh, at South, and mm-hmm. um, that's Dirk's Dirk. dad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, those guys, you talking about discipline and um, they probably would have a hard time nowadays coaching their style that they coached at that time, but uh, it's something that did carry me my whole life. Let me ask
0: you about that because I was, as you were starting to say that, that's what kind of creeped into my mind a little bit is you deal with a lot of coaches and a lot of different programs and a lot of different athletic endeavors. I mean, not just football and basketball, but you have, what, 12 or 13 different uh, well, at, sports? Well, in Johnson
1: County, we had, I think we had 18, if you yeah. you know, separate track and, and then the indoor, outdoor, yeah, okay, and men's and women's. And,
0: the and then the guys. conference, how many do you guys have right now?
1: Um We're at 18, and I, I say that smiling a little bit because esports is becoming very popular. Okay. Um, up and coming sports that are coming is uh, women's flag football okay. is one that's coming. Um, we've got one school that uh, in the community college uh, in the state that has swimming. There's bowling, um, and I I haven't been exposed to coaches in those particular okay.
0: areas. Well, where i will get back to on that, and my question is, is okay? So these coaches, I played football in high school for a very tough coach, Frank Walton. Topeka West, who was, I mean, he was a gritty kind of guy. And uh, you're right, that instills a certain amount of toughness in people. What do you see now coaches doing where, I mean, it's very hard to be that gritty, tough kind of coach in 2021, where our kids are babied and they feel entitled a little bit many times, especially these kids that are now playing college ball. They were the best player on their high school teams. They were the best player on their Little League teams because from the time they were eight years old sort of playing competitive sports to the time that they're now 18, 19, 20 in your conference, they've been the best player. Mm-hmm. And now they're just one of another player. So as a coach, my question is, how do you instill that discipline? How do you try to get that toughness? What have you seen It's worked and hasn't worked?
1: Well, I, I think, unfortunately, we've got... A situation across not just locally, but uh, across the nation that kids are growing up and starting six, seven, eight years old, they're playing on uh, select teams. Yeah. And so from me growing up, we didn't have those options. No. I mean, you had the Lawrence American Legion baseball team. We didn't even have high school baseball with Lawrence at that time. And if you made the American Legion team, you were probably one of the better players sure. in, in the city. And now, if you know kids or and and might even be the parents um, aren't pleased with the advancement of their son or daughter, they have another option to go play with someone else. So does that sometimes make it easier for kids instead of being more disciplined, work on their weaknesses to get better to make the team the next year? Yeah. And so now instead of having to work harder to get better, they might play on another team. Yes. And still get an opportunity to play. Okay. So, and you know, it's it's also... It's also okay not to be the best kid. You might be the best baseball player, and you go out for basketball. You have, you have an option and a learning fact, learning curve that if I wasn't the best in basketball, I understood that if I was a baseball player and I was pretty good, I had a better appreciation for my teammates that weren't quite as good because... I like it. That. yeah. It, and so what we've lost also is the transferable skills of kids playing multi-sports. Yeah. That they become specialized in what they're doing right now, and they don't have an appreciation for their teammates and okay. what if, they're doing.
0: I've never thought of it that way. I've, I've thought about that. I know that specialization really does exist. You see it especially with basketball, football, and baseball. Uh, you know, where a kid is exceptional at playing baseball, and he says, well, I'm not going to play football because I might get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, a kid might be a football player and say, well, if I go play on this basketball team, it's going to affect, you know, the state championships, and I'll be doing both you know, things at the same time, those sort of things. Um, I do see that. And then, but going back to that coaching thing, you know, how as coaches do you deal with that now? How do you deal with these kids who, I mean, I, for lack of a better term, they're they're spoiled. I mean, they've yeah. they've been told how great they are, or maybe they have done like you said, they've gone from the select team to the the next team so they get some play, more playing time without taking that tough road of getting better, at developing a skill, making them a little less coachable, really.
1: Well, I, I, an unfortunate thing that's happening right now, it, it, you know, what I would call. For 18 and 19 year olds, NCAA Division One, it's a, probably the top tier um, athletic potential that kids could get in if they don't sign pro contracts yeah. um, in baseball or whatever sport. I I don't know how Coach Self, how they, I don't know with this transfer portal thing. Yeah, the the players are starting to control. The situation
0: that's that's a great point
1: point. and I, I think that that's unfortunate because athletics is about teamwork it's about learning to get along yeah. with your your players it's learning how to deal with a coach um, you know want to I'll, I'll back up a little bit to our education system right now, these online courses that um, students can take. Uh, I don't know if we'll see the effect of that down the road, I'm sure we will, but it's hard to measure right now. But, um, you know, there there was a time when you went face-to-face with someone in a classroom, an instructor, you had to learn how to deal with that instructor. You may not have liked them, but you still had to deal with it because your grades were extremely important. And uh, so we go online now, and you don't have that face-to-face yeah. that you do with instructors, and, and it's changing. And, you know, the evolution of change, you never know those are results until years down the road. Yeah. But uh, coaching's a little bit, and athletics is, is a little bit like that, because players or parents don't like the coach, instead of the player changing, he goes and tries to play for somebody else, yep. and, and we're making that pretty easy for them to do that now. Yeah.
0: Well, what have you seen that's been successful with coaches uh, and programs to try to keep those players and develop players, I mean, to develop, not just the player, but the young man or the young woman in the program? Well, if you're thinking
1: from student-athlete's frame of mind, it, it's playing time, it's um, trusting their mm-hmm. coach, um, that they're giving them a fair shot at okay. what they're doing. Um, we're talking all different kinds of levels of coaching right now. You've yeah. got the high school that as a coach you inherit those people. Yes. If as a college coach you've recruited those people. Yes. And so um, the uniqueness of collegiate athletics is you've got a melting pot of athletes that are, came up with different backgrounds. Um, and and now you're even throwing in the United States, you're throwing the international student in. Yeah. And so I think the difficulty that coaches have is um, understanding What background they came from, and then meshing all those the melting pot into one goal. Okay. uh, Whether that be winning, Um, but there's probably in education and coaching, there's one common denominator amongst everybody. Okay. And that is um, people that get into this business, love to help other people. And they don't put themselves first in that process. And I think the coaches that are very successful understand that Mm -hmm. and one, they care about the student athlete and they truly care, they they want to see them not only get better in their sport that they're coaching but they want to see them get better in life and be good husbands or good wives or whatever the case is. So I, I think those those things have to be a little bit more top priority because at some point in time, somebody's going to tell you as an athlete, you've reached the level that you can play yeah. and the reality's got to sit in and what skills have you learned along the way that are going to help you in life be a better person? Whether that be husband, wife,
0: That's parent, well or
1: whatever yeah. the case is, it reminds me of
0: the quote from uh, Moneyball. Have you see Moneyball? I I've seen it, but I I'm there's not a good quote. Movies, there's but. a good quote in there where they uh, uh, one of the scouts is telling. Is in a flashback scene, Billy Bean's character, Brad Pitt's character is talking to a scout, and the scout says, "Look, you're 18 years old. You're lucky if you can continue to play baseball past high school." He says, "You know." There's gonna come a time in your life where you can't play anymore. Sometimes it's 18, sometimes it's 40, but we're all told yeah, at some point. Yeah. And uh, that's a kind of flashback to my mind there as you said that. And I love the way you talk about the important part of that skill, or the, the, the important skill to learn is part of that ride is how do you apply this in other parts of your life? Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, as a parent, And as a coach, what I tried to always do was say, okay, yeah, the scoreboard matters. We want to win on the scoreboard. But what I really want is for you guys to go from, progress from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. And, you know,
1: and the... the, the different levels of coaching it gets the higher you get the more complex it gets whether it be the game whether it be dealing with the student athletes or whatever because there there is that point that you got to be the bad cop that says it's about as far as you're going to go yeah and then you know and and i know you know even coach self or lipo or you know any of the division one coaches there's that point that comes along and Getting student athletes to learn to play a role. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things about coaching and, and playing is the higher level that you get, and this sounds ridiculous, but really the less you have to do, but you have to be more specialized in that thing that you do. Yes. Let me let me give you an example. I, I see
0: where you go with
1: that. Yeah. If, uh, and I'll talk baseball yeah got a little bit of background there if you're playing on a good high school team um, the scenario of the leadoff hitter gets on the set the number two hole hitter bunts them over yeah. and the three-hole hitter drives him in and yeah. you score a run well in high school you may be as the three-hole hitter you may be the number one didn't get on, number two didn't, if he did get on, didn't move him over. So now you gotta hit, come up with a runner on first base in the three hole, and you gotta hit a double, or a triple, or yeah. a home run to score the guy where yeah. Yeah. if you're playing on a really good team, everybody does their job, yeah. and your job becomes simpler of just getting a base hit. Yeah, don't um, so, try to do too much. Yeah, and, and yeah. so sometimes in high school, the better players have to do so much that their transition when they get to the collegiate level, they're so used to doing so many things, they yes. aren't really good at one thing. That's why sometimes you might see a player that, man, he was marginal, and but he, he takes that next step and he becomes really good at, yeah. at the one thing that he couldn't do everything of in high school. Yeah. And, uh, that he has or she has a lot of
0: success doing that. That makes sense. So, um, so you see that high school player. That maybe that high school player, in, in a in a basketball sense, they weren't the one who was the leading scorer, but somehow they get to college, all of a sudden, certain numbers explode. Yeah. Because what they do really well fits this program really, really well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and the same make thing make goes with pieces.
1: Yeah. And and in the junior college, we we have. Uh, community college, the two-year. Sometimes you'll get players that get recruited a lot by a school, by one school, and and what a four-year school is looking for an impact player with experience that's played two years. They can fill a need. Yeah. For their institution, it's it's not sometimes necessarily the best player, but it's what fills the need at that school okay now we're running into this transfer portal thing and it's really hurting it's hurting high school kids and it's hurting
0: junior college i wanted to talk a little bit about that when you brought that up earlier with the transfer Mm -hmm. portal is that really gonna be that's gonna be a big deal as far as really kind of hurting some of these jc kids you You know it,
1: it it will um It's, it's too early in the process right now to know um, what the four-year school coach is, what direction they're gonna go. And I, I don't think even some of them probably know for sure. Makes sense. But the availability of a two-year transfer in May may be a better bird in hand for my program if I'm a four-year school coach. Make sure I get that, and then if the transfer portal comes along, and there's another player, I may take that player if he's better than this player. Okay, let's see. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know what the the coaches are going to go.
0: We're certainly in interesting times right now. Oh
1: my gosh, it sure is, Brian. It. uh, This, college
0: sports as we know, it's changing. I mean, it's just, and it's going to filter down to every level. It's. The transfer portal, I mean, I think that it's something that it's creating free agency. That's what it's really doing. Absolutely. And it's creating something where now, and, and hopefully that portal doesn't become too big of a used deal. It. But what we're seeing is a coach goes and drafts two quarterbacks in a football game to say it's, uh, I'm just going to say Kansas State. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what's going on there, but Kansas State goes and gets two freshman quarterbacks and... Quarterback A is not quite as good as quarterback B in spring practice and summertime, and now quarterback B is going to be the new starter, and quarterback A says, well, wait a minute, I'm not going to play behind him for four years. Yeah. I'm going to transfer somewhere else. And and I, doesn't factor in
1: injuries, doesn't no, factor and in that's growth the, and development. Yeah. Um, they don't see that far ahead, yeah. so... That, that's that loyalty and, and as a coach, you know, that B quarterback may grow three inches yeah. by the time he's a senior and he's a better quarterback. Yeah. But today, he's not better than you. Yeah. And you, you don't, I mean, there's so, yeah. so many factors and all we do is say, hey, I'm not going to start next year, so I'm going to go and transfer a portal and go somewhere else. Yeah. What's going to make it different somewhere else? Yeah. That guarantees you that you're going to play.
0: Yeah, I don't want to be at Kansas State you know, so I'm not going to be the starter. So I'm going to transfer to Colorado yeah. or, or wherever. And, and and I I don't particularly like that in those cases, but I yeah I guess some goes back to some of discipline stuff. Yeah. That these kids at many times they've never failed. They've always been the best player. You know, from the time they were eight years old, they were just better than everybody else in the last 10 years. And they've been told how great they were. Mm-hmm. So that's where, like, as a coach, that's gonna be so difficult. Yeah, To try to manage that expectation. And I thought you had a, a, a good way of putting it, saying, you know, you want to you choose fairness. You know, you want to be fair to those kids, you're recruiting them, you want to be good to them. At the same time, that melting pot, and saying, hey, okay, we how do we get, I mean, get you involved in then let's figure out a way to make this work for everybody mm-hmm. it seems like coaching now has become more of being an administrator as far as the head coaches
1: yeah, yeah. maybe a psychologist i don't know that's but, well put you know it uh there's so many more mind games that uh, you don't know what the kids are playing or where they're coming from and, and i think that's where it comes I think coaches are gonna to have to do a really good job of knowing the kids that they recruit. Okay. So if you don't, there, there's ways to recruit. Yeah. There's ways that you really work at, tr- you have self-confidence in your judging of talent of how somebody will fit in. And then there's other coaches, well I'm gonna recruit five guys and hope one of them can play. Yeah. Um, so that I call it the meat market philosophy. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring in 150 football players and hope we can come up with cool. 33 that yeah. can play. You know. Um, I, it, it, it's all over the board in, yeah. in, the,
0: in the process, but. Um, and you can be successful either way. Absolutely. And it just depends on what your style and how you make that work, how yeah. you administrate that style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so go back to uh, now we're talking a about, little about the college game and what's going on there and the transfer portal. Um, tell me about you've mentioned it. You know, with your, some of your success, not just in the in the conference, but as an AD before that, about good people. And uh, I asked about you know what are those skills you're looking for? How do, would you tell a young person? What advice would you give to a young person who's saying? hey, I want to become a coach. I want to be in the sport. Usually it's someone who just can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. I was one of those. You know, mm-hmm. I got to a point where I was not good enough an athlete to continue playing. And I felt like a great way to stay in sports is to be a coach. Um, what are the things that you would tell a young coach that's the most important as far as to make sure they're coming from the right place?
1: Well, I, I think the study of the game. Um, and... Be loyal to who you're working for. Um, willingness to do the extra—it's uh, extremely important. Um, your ability to judge talent is is very important, uh, and and that's developed from who you played with through your year, years and you know, what you've seen and who you've played against. Um, I don't know, there, there's a lot of factors, Brian, that goes into the to the process, but um, you've gotta love what you do, mm-hmm. um, and you've gotta be willing to put in the time and effort to do it. Okay. And sometimes there's no rewards for that process, and it becomes very frustrating. Yeah. Um, But there's trying to understand the difference. I I was at Highland Community College, small community college, and I coached baseball and and football. And, you know, the type of player that I got there was a lot different than recruiting. Uh, I was an assistant coach for Floyd Temple at KU for yeah. for a year, and you know there, there's those different levels, but the processes are all the same. But I will say, when I was at Highland, I probably some of those kids, uh, young men that I coached there, um, probably would never got a chance to play college baseball in any other program, and. They appreciated that. Okay. When I was at Johnson County, there was some really good, we had some really good players. Absolutely, yeah. You know, Kip Pillow, he made it to the show. Um, Went from Johnson County to Arkansas, was one of the best hitters I ever saw. He, he had an appreciation for the game but he didn't appreciate the opportunity to play college baseball like a kid that I got that. the opportunity at Highland yeah and, and those kids never some didn't play after that and that right. was the only college career but they had that opportunity yeah and um, to this day they're probably the ones that call me the most and say, you know, how's things going and that kind of stuff. Um, So there's just all different types and levels of of coaching that you you can go into, um, but understanding those things is extremely important. Sometimes it's just as important to be a good junior high or middle school coach and you can have an impact on somebody's lives more there than you ever could, yeah. coaching at Kansas, University yeah. of Kansas. Um, well, so. I,
0: I agree with that. I think that I think we see that with you know, we certainly see it with high school coaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody who's come along. Anytime I've ever talked to somebody, you say, "Well, who were the influences in your career or your life?" And if they played, you know, high school football or high school basketball or. or, or ran track or whatever it was, it was always coach. Yeah. It was always a great coach somewhere. Yeah. And, and, and I've known coaches and I've played for coaches that were... I played for a high school football coach who could have coached at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. No doubt in my mind. But he loved what he was doing and he saw the influence he had on other people. He saw that I'm helping these young people and they're going to be better fathers, they're going to be better better husbands they're going to be better family men they're going to be better in their careers in business you know as employees of somebody else they're going to have better lives
1: mm-hmm.
0: because of the skill sets you learn here in sports I, that's the thing as I'm getting older that I like more and more about sports Yeah. you know I mean I admire the guys you know, I watched a Sunday Night Baseball last night and I admire what I'm seeing from Shohei and, and and these players that are playing you know Major League Baseball and they're the exception to the rule but when you think about it, what I really enjoy in sports, and I was so thankful last year to get to go see, and when I'm calling games, to see mm-hmm. different teams and talk to different coaches, get those philosophies. I was just like, wow. But it all came back to a couple of different words. Discipline, hard work, yeah. de- dedication in some way, whether it was to yourself or to your team. You know, those sort of things. And you hear those same things those same, in the same cycles over and over from the same coaches. Because it's true, that's what it takes to be successful. But that's what it takes to be successful in any endeavor. Absolutely. You know, the more specialized you are in life,
1: sometimes it's easier and I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. You know. Um Devin Neal going yeah. to KU this year. Yeah. You know, he may not need three hundred yards, but he may be the best at third and five running the draw play. And yeah. that's his that's his niche. I don't know. You know, you got Clant that that has been at the highest level of coaching, and now he's coming back to Lawrence High and coaching football. Yeah.
0: Um, and how I, lucky are those kids right now?
1: Oh, I mean, you know, the wealth of experience he can he can bring, but he's also got a judgment. He's he's yeah. playing with the deck that's given to him instead of the deck that he's recruited. That's so, right. Um, how you know, jury could be out there. And, yeah, and no, no, no. nothing against you. It, Absolute, fantastic car. Yeah, but I I would be interested in talking to him and. and uh, I haven't had
0: the opportunity. I'd like to soon. So. You know that would be uh, a
1: uh, what a great human being and, and great yeah. opportunity and great thing for Lawrence. Yeah. That he, he did that. So. Yeah,
0: uh, I, and I know, uh, and I know across town at Free State, you know, we have uh, Kevin Stewart, who I is a heck of a coach, mm-hmm. and I think his, uh, you know, a lot of folks are still trying to figure out what he's had it rough. I mean he's coming after a, a local legend in a way. And then gets in there and you have COVID after that first year the first year with a couple of outstanding young players mm-hmm. who were just awesome. And then the second year you get COVID. And you got this this bungled season of twenty twenty that just and that's not his fault. That's the whole season across the board. I saw that last year in every school. Yeah. And now in twenty twenty one it's like now his Crosstown town rival goes and gets, you know, a college coach to come down and coach. It's like, oh man. So I, my, my, my heart's out there for Kevin and, and and I like him a lot personally and I like what he does as a coach. I think he's a great coach and yeah. builder a young man. And I um that's what I want to see. That's what I've been interested in. And I was really taken aback in twenty twenty when I got to go call games with Tyler Jones and we were meeting with client the coaches each week on Zoom usually. And on Zoom or on the phone, and, and to just hear about philosophies, mm-hmm. it's a lot of what you're talking about. You know, it's about loyalty. It's about working for the whole. It's about, you know, these sort of things and growing young men. Not a single coach I talked to last year, and I was, I mean, we were blessed enough to do about 13, 14 games. You know, if so you figure it's 25 coaches, not a single coach said, the most important thing is what's on the scoreboard Friday night. Yeah. Not even in the playoffs not even at the highest levels, did a coach tell me, well, as long as these kids play hard, we're going to get the biggest number on the school board. That wasn't said one time.
1: Yeah. You know, Brian, it's, it's all about the process. Yeah. It, it's about doing the best that you can do when you're doing it makes you, gives you the opportunity to take a step up and get to the next level. Yeah and consistency um, in which kids do it. And like I said, sometimes you gotta do less to get more. And doing less means you're really good at doing the, yeah. the last part.
0: And doing less is not for those listening. Doing less doesn't mean you're gonna do less work. Right. It just means we're gonna specialize your work. We're gonna expect less right. overall skills, but we expect you to be very fine in these skills. Yeah, yeah. And.
1: So it, it, it's, it's an interesting process, and uh, that's, that's what has kept me intrigued. And, and yeah. you mentioned earlier, you know, I, there's a kind of running joke that when you can't coach anymore, you become an administrator. So, uh, <laughs> can't play, you become a coach. Yeah. Right. So.
0: Well, so what's next for you? What's your, kind of your next step here? You, you, you uh, like being a commissioner now?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it is really different. And you get into this business because you like, as I mentioned earlier, you like to help people. Yeah. And uh, probably the thing that, well, I guess the transition from coaching, and I was in the world of football and baseball, and more baseball than anything, Um you know, there's still nothing like sitting on the bench and and you flip, you know, crap on people. And, and you, <laughs> you know, you have the practical jokes that, yeah. uh, that you've got. The camaraderie and, of it all. Yeah, yeah. and uh, baseball kind of allows that a little bit more yeah. because there's some dead time in that versus the intensity of football that you got a clock running or basketball, you got a clock running and you you don't get that. But um, the relationships you do develop uh, are unique in baseball that you do get to know the players sometimes. So as you move from coaching to maybe administration and and now I'm finding from administration to uh, commissioner is you get farther and farther removed from those personal relationships mm-hmm. with the student athlete. Yeah. So I, I missed that part of it, but the uniqueness of when I become an uh, athletic director, <clears throat> I got to know the other sports. And yeah. uh, whether it was girl sports or, um, you know, different sports and, and that, that was really neat. Now, I didn't, you don't re- develop those relationships you'd like when you're responsible to those, you know, directly responsible to yeah. those kids and their progression as athletes. But um, you still become a facilitator to give the coach the tools to make their team successful. Yeah. And that, that's what's important as an athletic director. As a commissioner, there's another factor that comes involved in, in fact, I just spent three days with uh, football officials in El Dorado, and um, Billy was with a scout with the uh, NFL, and he scouts officials okay. to become NFL officials, and I got to spend the weekend with him. Uh, we had Greg, who's the um, supervisor of the Big 12 officials. Yep spent time with him as well Derek Anderson who just became and I've seen him over the last four or five years progress from a lines head linesman to now he he will be a white hat Um, and it's Walt Anderson who's probably the guru of uh, football officials who used to be with the Big 12 and now is working strictly in the NFL Um, but Derek, who's a hoot, he's a lot of fun to be around. Um, worked on Mike Defee's crew that okay. did the Clemson, Alabama game. And Mike Defee's the one, the white hat that had the big arms that made Good Morning America, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. Well, Mike Defee is, is part of that group, and that whole crew I've gotten to know. Um, Rob was the umpire, and Joe the one of the other linesmen, is now in the NFL but bringing and educating athletic directors now in the Jayhawk conference of how hard those guys work to become the best Mm -hmm. at their skill is a job that I see as a commissioner now of bringing officials and athletic directors and coaches Together on, with respect for each other,
0: yeah.
1: and you don't have many athletic directors that came up through the officiating rank to become an athletic director. Yeah, they've become they've come up through the coaching ranks right. to be an athletic director. So when a striped shirt walks in the door, <laughs> they already have a stereotype yep. of their experiences they've had in the, last, in yeah. the past. So I, I've seen that as a challenge as a commissioner. Okay to go on, and of course the COVID stuff was just stupid crazy this past year, and having every sport in our conference playing last spring was... I can't imagine. I I, I can't tell you how difficult it was. I mean, from transportation to Uh rescheduling, to having officials that opted out because they didn't want to get tested because their real job yeah. wouldn't allow them to come to work and we had 24 softball umpires that opted out last spring. Oh wow. And so having umpires or basketball officials or any of those kind of things and then uh, my challenge in the jail conference is um, we don't have a lot of officials out west in western Kansas. Okay. So, um, I had a softball, high school softball umpire tell me that they had like four soft, high school softball officials, like west of Dodge City, Kansas, and you know, you get rained out, you get games backed up, the whole bit, so um, the biggest challenge right now is is having good supervisors that can recruit young officials to come up. And and if anybody's listening and they want to be involved, um, even if you're a college student, get involved in officiating. You can make some extra spending money, but um, we've got a a young man um, named Somers from Lawrence here. And he was our Jayhawk Conference football official of the year, and I think Kyle's 22, 23 maybe. Wow. And he, he has a chance, I hope he's not listening, but he has a chance to be a really, really good football official, um, NFL type. Wow. Um, but he's, he's from here in Lawrence, local.
0: and and, you know I've seen that too is that you know officiating seems to be the part where nobody wants to be the official they think that that's the person who's going to get yelled at and this and that and um, you know my son has got officiated this past year you know he's now doing uh, high school basketball and baseball and uh, he did some back in back in 2020 and early 2021 and I actually went to a couple of his games and watched and I was like here's this you know 18 year old kid you know doing high school baseball games and I'm like he ain't bad. yeah he ain't bad at all and and he was lucky enough that he was able to work with some people who had done it for years some older guys and, and they were saying hey let's um, let's work together I mean he had four or five older guys come back and say hey I'd like to work with you again Yeah. and then you know coaches and ADs or mostly ADs at high schools are saying hey we'd like to have that young man back you know yeah. things like that you're right there's some that's an area of sports that I think that people want, if you want to, people say, they, I want to be in sports. Mm-hmm. I want to work in sports. They never think about officiating. Well, you know,
1: Larry Hare, the equipment manager up at KU, Larry's one of our best women's basketball huh? uh, officials in our conference. And uh, I, I tell you, it, it is a, I used to officiate uh, basketball, um, when I was coaching, that wasn't real good. But I officiated, and um, it's pretty good extra spending money. Yeah. Um, and if you have the desire to, you know, keep going. Yeah. Um, and that's in our in our world of football and basketball in the conference. Those officials are usually using the jail conference as a stepping stone. Sure. Um, and it's, it's a good thing because they work real hard at getting better. Yeah. And I would like to see our softball and um, volleyball uh, officials want that same kind of thing. Okay. Uh, but we'll get there. You know, and I've got some really good supervisors that are that are working towards that. And we, we're recruiting from the intramural programs at KU. we got a really good program for, with K-State right now that okay. replaced some kids uh, that have worked in our conference. Uh, Ron Haig, uh, who's out at Fort Hayes, runs their intramural program. He's our wrestling supervisor. Okay. Um, and Mike Frederick down in Wichita, so we got some good supervisors that uh, are really trying to increase our database
0: that out there for collegiate officiating. Okay. All right, let me do this here. i got to get... I have... We're going to end this up here. We're going to wrap it up here in a minute. Okay. We're going to have three... These are kind of goofy questions I'm just asking every guest, okay. and these do not have... You do not have to give me the yearbook answer. This is totally what... <laughs> it's just more of a goof-off thing, so... Okay, and now I don't have them in front of me, so I'm going to go off memory. All right, first one. If you could be the best at any one thing in the world, what would it be? Mm, Husband and dad. Okay, good answer, good answer. I know your kids and I know your wife, so they (laughs) they already think you are. They've been probably right, too. Uh, Second one. If you could choose any celebrity to be your best friend, Person that you see the most, who would you want it to be? Oh my gosh. This is the one I think some trip people up a lot.
1: Any celebrity.
0: You can be an athlete, you can be an actor, you can be president, anybody you could think of. You'd be like, that's who I'd like to be a friend with.
1: You know what? It's got to be one of my former coaches okay. that I've had. Floyd Temple was was, bless his soul, rest in peace. But he, Floyd was tough to play for. Uh huh. Um, but I, I truly respected him,
0: and he would be one if he was still alive. That's awesome. That's an awesome answer. You know, usually i will talk to a couple of folks that give me the. I want this celebrity, that celebrity. I like that you did. That you went off the board there a little bit, and, and really gave us some good thought. I right, last one this is kind of a silly one. If you had a superpower, what would it be? <laughs> Choose any superpower. Get rid of this COVID.
1: <laughs>
0: I like it. I'll go with it. We'll take we'll take that answer. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, Coach Carl Heinrich, thank you so much. Uh, what can we plug for you? What's going on with you guys? What can I help? Well, to go out there you know what?
1: I, I'm so proud to be a uh, part of the Kansas Jayhawk Community College Conference. You know, we won six uh, national championships this past fall, uh, football and basketball both. Uh-huh. We had uh, both championship teams in the Division One basketball it was Cali and Coffeeville from our Coffee. conference, and that hadn't happened since like the 50s or something ridiculous were two conference schools um, Barton had men's track uh, Hutch had football and golf uh, Johnson County Women's Volleyball won the national championship Uh, very proud of those schools because they persevered through COVID and hung in there and uh, represented our conference very well
0: that's awesome. Well, get out there and enjoy it and, uh, and go see all your kids. And If you're listening and you're local, go see some of these guys out here playing. Guys and girls, I should say. then yeah. right. I just got am talking about young women and young men out there representing and doing some great things. So uh, thank you for the time today. I sure do appreciate it.
1: Well, Brian, I appreciate all you're doing to promote
0: sports yeah. and
1: athletics. So
0: thank you. I'm trying to have some fun when we do this, too. Yeah. So, hey, I appreciate it, Carl. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hey, special thanks to my to Coach Carl Heinrich for coming on today. Hey, that guy is just a wealth of knowledge and just a super super dude. If you've never had the opportunity, he's just an awesome awesome guy and a great mentor to a lot of young people. Uh, great, he was a great coach, and now as commissioner of the Jayhawk Conference, he's doing a great job. So, thank you again, Coach Carl. A couple of takeaways for me. I hope you guys got these two. Uh, one, he talked about you know being a great coach or being a good coach or a mentor. You have to love to help other people. And I think that's just so underrated. I think you have to understand that. To be influential and inspirational to anybody, you have to love helping people. The second one, this is something I think anybody can take. and This is my biggest takeaway, I think, was live the life you want to be. If you want to be somebody or you want to do something with your life, live that life. We are our actions. I just... That was great advice, and I think the world of Carl, I know what kind of man he is. You'll never meet a finer human being than Carl Heinrich, and I think that was a great piece of life, life advice was live what you want to be. And then the sports takeaway in this, I think this is some message to young people, especially if you're a young person and you're hearing this, get involved in officiating. It's a great way to see the game in a different way than you did as a player. And in a way that I think as a coach makes you more effective as a coach when you can see more styles of the game and different viewpoints of the game. And, and honestly, it's actually a lot of fun too. So, man, I can't help, but uh, think that's another great piece of advice there. So, Hey, thank you for tuning in to the, uh, coach Bono's podcast 2.0. We're getting started and getting it going here. Uh, thank you to everybody out at studio soapbox and their help. And, uh, rate us review us uh you can find us on apple podcast spotify google podcast subscribe rate us review us if you like what we're doing here we sure appreciate it and uh until next week uh thanks again have a great week